You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to participate, you can feel free to call in 608-501-0718. New callers will go directly to the front of the line, and today, fortunately for everybody, we do have a new caller. So new caller, what's up? That's a text message. There we go. New caller, what's on your mind? Ryan, this is Mike of the Bears fan. Oh, yes. Trying to chime in from the cheat seats. Oh, thank you. From town turmoil. Hey, I think the source for these leaks is pretty obvious. Who has the most to gain? Exactly. These leaks only make things more difficult to leverage negotiations for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, right? Would assume. However, who wins if a no-turning-point wedge gets created? The Jordan Love Tampa Oh! Court. Case closed. Cinderella's glass slipper. You're welcome. Dang. I'm not sure what scenario I'm rooting for. How did I miss that one? My team was good enough that it didn't matter. (sighs) Thanks for all you do. We out. Dang, man. Freaking Bears fan just slam dunked in my face. I thought I had all the bases covered. I was all slick because everybody's like, is it Rodgers or is it the Packers? And I'm like, pfft. Bro, the Jets, come on now. Smarten up, you bunch of morons. And look at this. Jordan loves camp. Dang. I dig that, man. I really do. Now, you got to kind of start navigating like, all right, how does he do it? That's that and the other. He's not super plugged, but he's got an agent. His agent knows some people. Like, call around. Who's his agent? They have the same. Who's his agent? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's, it's too good. I'm not going to dig in and start questioning it now. Oh, what a start to the show. Also, it sounded like you said Micah, but Google says you said Michael. So that's going to be a thing from now on. I hope you're okay with that. All right, man, let's keep this thing going. I dig it. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? Going on, man. One more time. Chris from Alabama. Let's do it. I thought I was done, <laughs> but I'm watching Undisputed. And at the bottom of the screen, doing a commercial, I just so happened to glance down at the bottom of the screen, and I see that 
Aaron Jones and the Packers have agreed to restructure his contract. So he's getting a somewhat of a pay cut for the yep. 2023 season, which obviously is going to help the Packers and the Cal. Right. And another thing that tells me, because that brought me back to my, I don't know if it was the first phone call or the second phone call, whichever phone call I said about if Rodgers really wants to be here, he would renegotiate or restructure his deal. Right. That lets me know Aaron Jones wants to be a Green Bay Packer. He wants to be on this team. He he wants to be here. He's he's a Green Bay Packer and he's not trying to go nowhere. He, he went to management. They talked about it. They you know came up with whatever number they came up. I haven't looked anything up. I actually just got a notification on my phone about it as well through the uh, Packer Green Bay Packer app. So. I'm gonna go check out the numbers and everything, and I'm pretty sure you already probably already got this information. Oh yeah. I don't know when this good. phone call is actually gonna go through all the, the the other three that I did gonna come through what day it is. So probably we're already talked about it on the podcast by now, but I'm gonna go check out the numbers. But the main thing is that really that proved my point. If Rogers really wants to retire a Packer or he that wants to really be here. Hey, renegotiate the deal, man. Take a pay cut. Take one for the team, champ. But that's Sorry all I that. wanted to call in for, man. Go pay, go. Scared the living crap out of me. There's a silver alert. Some uh, old lady's missing somewhere. I don't know. I'm kind of out in the boonies, so I doubt she's in my neighborhood. Um. Also, I click OK. Like, yeah, I'll check it out later. It's just vanished. Like, all right, you got all that information. I hope you memorize it because you will never see it again. Like, okay. Well, I will uh, keep a lookout for an old lady walking down the street. Anyways, my apologies. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, I more or less already agreed with you. And, and again, I don't require anybody to take a pay cut. Just that you earned, you got the contract, you earned the money. But again, as I said before, for anybody that wasn't listening to, I think, yesterday's thing, Rodgers has said it's not about the money that he wants to come. If he's if he's going to come back, he wants to win a Super Bowl. So number one priority is either retire or win a Super Bowl. And then down way below that is make a bunch of money. Because if you retire, you're going to forfeit a bunch of money, right? But you said you're cool with that. It's just a matter of do I want to come back and win a Super Bowl or do I want to retire? Well, I mean, again, you can connect the dots real easy. It's not hard to do. And again, I don't know if this is entirely possible, but I don't know why it wouldn't be. You can, I believe, forfeit these upcoming uh, bonuses or whatever they are. There's the, the, the $60 million one that's coming, or reduce it, or whatever the case may be. And again, all that's going to do is you get to come back and play, it increases, and, and again, this is entirely at your discretion, and so you can say to the team, look, I'll do this. Because, I, I, you know, again, money, it doesn't matter. I want to win a Super Bowl. It's all about legacy. Because that's what the decision is. Retire or add to my legacy. And if I'm going to do this, we're going to do it on my terms. And, if, and listen, if you do that, you're not going to hear me complain about you having say in what the team does. Because you did this contingent on you having say. In other words, you're going to help me. You're going to use this money. And, and listen, I mean, defense obviously helps the team too if that's where it needs to go. But... If Roger says, I'm coming back, but here's the deal. I want one of those freaking tight ends. Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington. One of those guys will be on this team. Are we good with that? That's number one. 
or whatever. You, you know what I mean? But that's that's if that is the real situation, because there's no question that the amount of money he's being paid is going to be a hindrance. And and no, it's not fifty million dollars. It's not necessarily breaking the bank. I'm just I'm just saying we can draw a direct line from one to the other. And the fact that he's not willing to do that kind of makes a lot of people go, okay, so it is about the money. Again, you earned it. You can take it. That's fine. You can come back and take it. But I don't want to hear you pissing and moaning about your legacy because it's an either or proposition. But again, it's not really worth talking about because we know that's not going to happen. I am very curious about what is going to happen, though. I can tell you that. Hey, Ryan. Dan hey. from Service, uh, Arizona. What's going on? I haven't on? called in a while. I was listening to the podcast, and I know you guys were talking about Rogers and how people are mad that he creates his own situation and shouldn't be the victim. My take on it is this. The only way people are ever going to be happy is if literally the interview after the last game, regardless of what happened, he would come right out and say, 100%, I'm going to be back next year, or I'm definitely going to retire. If he says he's coming back, he would have to then say, I understand my salary cap is huge, but I'm 100% willing to negotiate that and extend it out or something to make it more of a team-friendly deal. That'll be taken up with, you know, the general manager and Russ Ball and everything. That's the only way it's going to make him happy. Yeah. They just don't like that he's a different cat and that he's not coming out with a 100% guarantee going into the off season. So they don't like having to wait. Nobody likes having to wait and not knowing what's going to happen. So that's my take on it. It's never going to happen. He's an older guy and he's a different cat. So, hey, deal with it. All right, bye. I'm with you. The only thing I would uh, edit in that is if he did come out immediately, like after the game, post-game press conference, he goes up there and he says, I'm retiring. Um, There's two major things. Um, that would get in the way of everybody being happy. Number one, you'd have people saying that he's trying to get attention, <laughs> which doesn't make sense, but you know that they would. He's trying to stir up headlines, blah, blah, blah. Um, the other would be all these conspiracy theories about what he really means and what he's really going to do. Do you think he's going to come back? Is he just doing this because he wants to go somewhere else? Is he just trying to get levered? everybody's got to find that little angle about how he's trying to get one over on everybody, how he's trying to stick it to the team because he's just this absolute evil, maniacal maniac. But yeah, once, uh, for the most part, everybody be happy. And after a while, when people realize, no, he's actually just off in a mountain somewhere, they'd probably just let it go. Hey, Brian, it's Dan again. Hey. Now that I called, I thought I'd say something else. Um, my take on the Bijan Robinson thing I hope we do take them just for the simple fact, if nothing else, that I sat through the Walter Payton and the Barry Sanders thing, and we passed on Barry Sanders and took Tony Mandridge, <laughs> which was a huge failure. And then we had the next 10 years of having to deal with Barry Sanders twice a week. I just really don't want to have to deal with that from either the Bears, the Lions, or the Vikings. So if nothing else, let's take them just because we don't want them to have him. I get it. And that's all I got to say about that. Bye. Fair enough. The other thing, I mean, it's it's a little bit out there, but something we could try to do, because I think this is a decent enough draft to try to trade back with, is not that anybody would necessarily be honest, but maybe if there's a team out there that wanted them that wasn't in the, our division, could trade with them. You know what I mean? Some AFC team out there in the middle of nowhere 
we hardly ever see him, you know, uh, Chargers or something. Be like, yeah, dude, for sure. Come get him. You guys could use him. Otherwise, um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty much at, at less than 1% we're getting Bijan at this point. But I'm always open to some Bijan discussion. Hey, Ryan. Uh, with uh, the breaking news, I'm sure everybody's already heard about, um, already has a lot of people speculating how this affects the draft with Aaron Jones returning uh, with a restructured deal. Um, I, too, had uh, been convinced to get on that Bijan runaway train, uh, but I don't know how this really affects it or if it does at all. Uh, if I'm looking at it this way, we still don't know what uh, last year's draft uh, running backs from uh, Iowa uh, and Patrick Taylor, we kind of know what he's got, but uh, do they still take Bijan if he's available or do they maybe go after that two-lane running back uh, that, in my opinion, looks a lot like uh, Aaron Jones and other people have also said that. Um, I'm just kind of curious how this really does affect things, in my opinion. Ah, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. It's all right. I get it. Oh. Take your time. Get it oh, out. Oh, man. Excuse there me. There you go. <laughs> Look, stare out the lights. Wow. It's supposed to help. Anyways, I'm back. Hey. Um. If it was me, I would love to see him take a tackle like Skaronsky, uh to shore up that offensive line, whether it's going to be Love or it's going to be Rodgers. Um, I don't know. But I don't know. Uh, this draft is starting to get kind of shaken up a little bit. And uh, if, I, if I was going to guess, uh, just throwing out something else, if I was going to guess, I think Carr ends up at Carolina. I think that uh, Lamar Jackson could possibly end up at New Orleans is what I'm hearing. So I think that still leaves open the Jets and the Raiders for Rodgers to get traded to either one of those two places. So uh, who knows? Who knows? But uh, I know I'm getting real antsy to, to hear what he has to say. So go Pack go. Yeah, I'm all aboard, I'm all aboard the tackle train, first of all. Um, and then as far as... The implications, I wanted to talk about this a little bit tomorrow on the podcast, but I had somebody had written an article. I don't have it in front of me again. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But one of the, um, um, I guess, angles is rather than wondering about Aaron Jones, we should really be wondering about A.J. Dillon. And the thought process behind it is we just paid Aaron Jones a ton of money. A.J. Dillon is due for his contract. Are we really going to pay A.J. Dillon? and Aaron Jones, big-time running back contracts. Even if A.J. Dillon says, well, he's not worth, you know, $20 million or whatever, you know, okay, fine. But if Aaron Jones's contract spikes next year and we're planning on paying that, even if we push more money out or whatever, it's still going to be a pretty big running back cap hit. What are you going to pay Dillon? $10 million? $12 million? How much are you going to pay Dillon? So that becomes a question. Um so then you start to wonder, maybe you do draft a running back, but it's more or less to replace uh, A.J. Dillon in the immediate future and Aaron Jones in the semi-immediate future. And um, I don't know that I necessarily completely disagree with that take, although it gets super 
muddled to get rid of A.J. Dillon for the sake of Aaron Jones, who's only going to be here for two more years. But again, how do you pay two running backs? I don't exactly know how you do that. But anyways, we'll see how that shakes out. Hey, Ryan. Dan from Indy. New caller. No, just <laughs> new call for the day. No, I know. Um, I know you. Yeah, just saw Aaron Jones took a pay cut for the Packers. I mean, we do not deserve this, man. Right? Like, seriously, talk about ultimate team player here. Um, but, I mean, I little conspiracy. I think Aaron Jones wants to come back so he can play with Jordan Love. Because everybody's seeing how Jordan Love's popping off and everything like that in practice. Everyone outspoken to the media about it, like Devontae Campbell, Devontae Campbell, sorry, uh, Aaron Jones, yeah, so on and so on. But, yeah, we do not deserve this boy. He loves the Packers. He bleeds, truly bleeds, the green and gold. <sighs> and as, for the, as far as the draft, we need... More cowbell. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Jones is a good dude. A lot of people speculating what it means as far as what quarterback is going to be here or whatever and, and why he did it. Um, I mean, again, we, we have to – oh, man, got people sneezing. I'm yawning. I'm always yawning now. Um, we always have to keep in mind nobody knows what's going on. So the Packers wouldn't sign or do this with Aaron Jones. Um to get a particular outcome for a quarterback because you don't even know who your quarterback is going to be. So that doesn't make sense from the Packers' standpoint. It doesn't make sense from Aaron Jones' standpoint because he doesn't know who the quarterback is going to be. I think Aaron Jones and the Packers did it because regardless of the situation, this is what they wanted to do would be my assumption. Okay, I regained my composure, and I wanted to say one other thing. Just finished listening to the Bonehead Awards episode, and... All I can say is, what has gotten into you, uh, Ryan? I'm going to have to get the bleep button out practically for you now. <laughs> so uh, this makes me laugh a little bit to hear you get worked up as much as you have been lately. So I'm out. Have a good one. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. You see, I can't even talk about it without getting upset. Calm. Collected. I think there are certain things that are simple and shouldn't have to be explained to grown adults that should know how to process basic information. And when they can't do it, and when that becomes the prevailing thing where most people seem to be on board with something that most adult and even children, human beings, should be able to process rationally, I tend to get irrationally angry about it. End of conversation. Hey, Ryan, this is Jake in the wilds of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan calling in again. Um, I got to tell you, man, this week, listening to the Packnet After Dark has been a roller coaster of emotions for me. (laughs) One day, I'm like, all about Anthony Richardson. You know, I'm getting all jazzed, watching all his videos and clips, getting all pumped. But then you bring me back around to Jordan Love. (laughs) And I watch some of his clips. And and I want Jordan Love again. The only thing I definitely don't want is Aaron Rodgers <laughs> anymore. I, you know, man, I'm over him. But one point I do want to make is talking about, as my two-year-old cries in the background, okay. is, you know, how just Green Bay being a small town, I only live an hour and a half away from Green Bay, 
And being such a small town, I think, makes the starting quarterback feel like he is a demigod. Feels like he's above everyone else. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers in Manhattan walked on the street and maybe someone will recognize him, but you know, whatever. He's not a big deal. In yeah. Green Bay, Wisconsin, oh my goodness, if you see Aaron Rodgers at Cops Foods or <laughs> at, for some odd reason, Chuck E. Cheese, no, no, yeah. why he be there? Sure. But, you know, people go nuts. I just think being in the smallest market in the professional sports is just creates these egomaniacal freaks. And I hope Jordan Love, if he does become the starter and hopefully Super Bowl winner, Hall of Famer, hope he doesn't become like that. It seems like he has a good head on his shoulders, but it is Green Bay, Wisconsin. So I don't know. Maybe it's just something we have to deal with in the modern age that you're going to have to deal with the prima donna if you have a good quarterback in Green Bay. So, all right, man. Love the show, of course. Love the show. So, all right. Have a good weekend. Go back up. Bye. Yeah, so first of all, sorry about the roller coaster of emotions and whatnot. Um, I'm kind of going through it myself as far as not really knowing where to go. Also, just trying to keep an open mind about different things, you know, where we could potentially go here or there. And it's not a bad idea to get excited about multiple things. You know what I mean? Um, if we get that, that's part of the what I wanted to do with the draft stuff, just from the standpoint of, um, you know, whenever the Packers end up making their pick, we're excited about it. You know, ideally, rather than having two or three prospects and then it's not going to happen and then we get bummed out about it. I think this would be better. Listening to the pod again today on the way home. And, you know, here's the problem with being an Aaron Rodgers. So much stuff gets printed that's kind of not true. It's like like when they report, oh, let's pick a famous movie star. Billy Bob Thornton says something racist. And so CNN runs, or whatever news media runs a thing on Billy Bob Thornton. He said something racist. So then 100 million people hate Billy Bob Thornton. And then a week later, they run a retraction. Oh, it looks like we misquoted Billy Bob Thornton. He didn't really say anything racist. He said nothing of the sort. So when the truth comes out, what they do is they put that on, like, page 32 of their paper or they put it at the end of their website, so no one reads it. Right. But a few people will read it and highlight it and put, hey, look, Billy Bob Thornton didn't say anything bad. And then, like, you know, a million people see the truth and go, oh, he's not that bad. But then there's still, you know, 99 million that hate him. And this happens all the time. So people get hated for a mistruth because the media controls everything. So this happens all the time, every year. And then there's, you know... I have some friends that don't follow the Packers like I do. So like, well, I thought everyone hated Rod. Well, no, no. Two of his ex-teammates don't like him. It's the yeah. same two that were kind of crazy to begin with. So Michael Finley's a nut job. And if I remember correctly, Greg Jennings had all kind of family, mama, sister drama when he was a Packer. So he had, you know, he had some issues. So, yeah, those two were pretty vocal about it. And they get talked about every – they get brought up to the front every year when someone else has a story about Rodgers that's 99% fake or 60% fake. And then so there's been countless stories of people like, oh, no, yeah, he's a great guy. That one real cool story from Big Bob Tunyon. You know, he just took that dude on the wing for no reason. Did, Aaron didn't have to do that. Well, who's, who's Big Bob Tunyon? He's nothing. But he took him under his wing. Just, you know what, to help out his teammate. There's been countless stories like that. But those kind of don't make, you know, the media. They make our media, but not the main media. So people just think everyone hates them when really, you know, who – who likes who? No one has everyone that likes them. So you got 
15,000 ex-teammates, the other a good thing to say that some aren't going to like you because that's what happens. It's all reality. But they just want to pump all this crap just for clicks, and most of it's not true. And then you have people that honestly hate the guy for nothing he really did. When all he's doing is trying to go out there and play football. Does he have a big contract? Yeah, blue who? So does everyone. You know, Pat Mahomes, you paid $50 million. Don't give a crap about that because they're winning, right? I mean, has he had arguments with other, you know, ex-teammates? Yeah, boo-hoo. I have arguments with my coworkers every day, and that's just how it happens. So you multiply that with 18 years, you have people that just hate the guy kind of for no reason. And all he's doing, all he's doing is playing football. So uh, it's kind of a bummer. But, hey, go Pat, go. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we had to do that in our own lives, especially with the Packers or whatever, where there's just these rumors that everybody knows and you can't wade through it. I mean, you talk to one person, and you, if you can even convince them that it's not true, and you show them articles, and you show them everything else, which, you know, 50% of the time, they're just going to, well, whatever, everybody already knows, it doesn't matter if that one time, it, it's still a thing, right? And so there's there's no undoing it. So, yeah, I mean, there are narratives about Rodgers, and people are, are entrenched, and it's the same with McGinn, and it's the same with some of this other stuff. That's why I, you know... It's tough sometimes when there's narratives about guys and it's like, well, I don't know where this came from or why. Um, I saw this one report from somebody else. I forget who it was, but they're trying to explain why they're kind of a hack. And then you go look into it and it turns out that they were right or they didn't exactly say what everybody said they said. And but everybody knows, you know, so. uh, Yeah, and and I've seen that even go on another podcast like, well, you know. What about the, everybody wants this or everybody says this? It's like, well, no, that's not exactly how that is. But it's it's shorthand. And unfortunately, shorthand does come from places like the Florios and everybody else. They, When everybody gets together and they all say it, even if it's not true, again, Rodgers comes out and he sets the record straight. Okay, but that's Rodgers against 700 different media personalities and, and people on Twitter that don't like him, that want to push it. And so, you know, you're getting bombarded with all these narratives that aren't necessarily true. So, look, you you can't fix everybody, but just make sure you know what's going on, you know? Everybody else is going to be not knowing what's going on and saying nonsense, and some people are cool and will listen. But whatever, man. Just do whatever you can to make sure you got the right information. Um, we're kind of closing in on, um, the end of these calls here. We're getting kind of fast. So why don't we take a break here? Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you'd like to support the podcast, you could also, um, do a one-time donation to Packernet podcast on Venmo. If you'd like to support me there. Otherwise, please check out Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. You can find them at fertilegroundranch.org. Uh, we'll take a break on the other side. We do have a new caller just called in hot off the presses. Take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, 
as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hey, Ryan. My name is Mikey, longtime listener, first time caller. Mikey. I wanted to ask you with the news of the Jones uh, contracts breaking. What does A.J. Dillon have to do in order to still be a Packer after next year? Do you think he looks towards free agency, or do you think A.J. Dillon is the type of person that wants to be a Packer for life? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, thank you for all you do. Man, that's tough. Um, I mean, on one hand, if he's an absolute stud, you start to worry because we can't have two. But we're not going to get rid of Dylan. so if he's an absolute stud, we'd have to keep him. And I, I would think you'd have to get rid of Jones. I, I keep saying that, and then it doesn't happen, so I should probably just stop saying it. But <laughs> um, if he's not super great, then you're kind of torn between, well, we could pay him not a ton, so we might as well keep him. Or he's still going to have to pay him something, and you don't really want to because of how much you're paying um, Aaron Jones. I don't know. I, I, I just I don't want to be the guy that's like, well, they, they got to go. They got to go. We can't afford them. They got to go because they never go. But honestly, we're really compounding a problem that's that's a problem, right? You never pay running backs. You don't do it. And now we're going to pay not one but two. Because right now, Aaron Jones is $8 million. A.J. Dillon is $1.6. So you're looking at like $10 bucks for a running back. All right, cool, whatever, that's no big deal. Next year, you're looking at $17 million for Aaron Jones. How much are we paying A.J. Dillon now? And here's the thing, even if, well, we're just going to restructure his deal again. Okay, so we're going to get it down to what, 10 What are we paying A.J. Dillon? If we're paying him $10 million a year, even if it's, you know, what do we say? It was 40% of that, so it's $4 million on top of that. That's $14 million in running backs, but then it gets worse than that. Because now that we pushed all this money out, we're going to end up paying probably $10 million for Aaron Jones to not be here in 2025. 
right? He's gone and we owe him like $10 million and A.J. Dillon's contract is going up. So it's going to go from four to what, eight? So now we're going to pay $18 million for just A.J. Dillon? Or we don't push more money out and we just got $17 million sitting here. So, I mean, look, if A.J. Dillon is hot garbage, well, even then it's just, so then you don't pay him hardly anything. Aaron Jones is the issue here. <laughs> and yeah, it, it becomes a problem of, do you pay a second running back when you've got the highest paid running back basically in football already on your roster? I, I, I don't know what you do. I, th- I think you have to pay A.J. Dillon. I mean, if he's a stud, he's got to stay. If he's not a stud, then he's cheap and he should stay. And then I think we just ride out this Aaron Jones thing. You know, this year is not that bad. Maybe he takes another pay cut next year. I don't know. And we've committed to Jones. So I I think we just continue doing this. And then the question is, well, what do we do as far as drafting? And I I don't know that we're in any kind of a rush. It wouldn't hurt to try to find somebody. But what, are we going to add another second round running back to this? Because you got, I mean, the the earlier you draft them, the higher you got to pay them too. That's that's another issue with getting Bijan. You know how much that's going to cost? That's like a $12 million deal there. I think the first year is like $4 million or something like that. That's a lot of money. So I think we just ride it out. And um, I mean, if, if, if this isn't a situation where Matt LaFleur is clearly communicating to our GM that running the ball is incredibly important, I don't know what is. The problem is we're not doing it. So I don't know what exactly to say about that. But maybe Rodgers leaves. Maybe we start to see more uh, run the ball type stuff. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know really what else to say about it. We've committed to Aaron Jones, and I don't really see a reason or need to get rid of Dylan. I mean, again, if he becomes a stud, well, you can't pay him, so you got to trade him. Well, that becomes stupid because... I don't know. Maybe we keep Jones for five more years. Who knows? I don't know. I have no idea. This is another one of those cluster type situations where nothing really seems to make a ton of sense. Brian, it's Nate calling in to uh, first Darnell Savage. Um, I I think I'm okay keep him around. I don't know if I want to pay him eight million a year. I might drop that to seven million for three years. Call it like twenty one million dollar contract. Um, you know, we've got plenty to point to and say. You know, you've been playing. Like- man i don't know what you want from us but like you're not going to get a whole lot else um from anybody else and here you'll actually in green bay get the chance to to prove it to prove that you're better than how you've been playing um and then i was pretty angry about the aaron jones thing just because i thought they were just moving money around but sounds like he actually took a legitimate pay cut so i don't love the idea of having that old of a running back hanging around Still, as much as I love Aaron Jones, like probably my favorite Packer of all time, um, it's just I wish he played like any other position because it's just not a valuable position. Like you can go in the second round and get an Aaron Jones if we're honest here. But uh, uh, the other thing that I wanted to say is uh, I hate the idea that Rodgers is going to be here through the rest of his contract. I would rather get something for him than just let him play out his career in Green Bay. Um, but if we're going to, then just let's just let's just draft a first round wide receiver, get like Jackson Smith and Jigba or something, and then and then I want everybody to just shut the f- up about it, okay? All of his all of his riders, all of his stands, and you, people that are just obsessed with this guy, 
get him a first round wide receiver, and then I want you all to shut your flaps for two years. And I don't want to ever hear first round wide receiver for Rodgers again. Okay, don't want to hear. It. Get him help. Don't want to hear it ever. Okay, I'm pissed off enough as it is that he's probably going to be back. So just all of you can go suck a. Well, unfortunately, Nate, um, you know that's not going to fix anything, right? I mean, it it might cure the first round pick thing, but nothing ever changes. It's not going to matter. If here's the dilemma you're in, if we draft a first round wide receiver and Rodgers comes back and they win a Super Bowl, well, then they're just going to shove that in your face twenty four seven. If they draft a wide receiver and Rodgers comes back and we don't win a Super Bowl and don't have success, there is zero chance that anybody's going to go, oh, I guess we were wrong. You know for a fact that's not going to happen. But you also know the people that you're referring to are not going to blame Rodgers. So what are they going to do? They're going to blame everything else. It's Matt LaFleur. It's his garbage play calling. It's the offensive line. Brian Gutekunst, once again, fails to get a legitimate offensive tackle or whatever. Uh, It's the lack of tight end. How many good tight ends were in this class and they couldn't get one and said he invests in some wide receiver that's not even that good. The one time he actually gets a wide receiver and he's not uh, whatever. Uh, It's going to be the defense. Once again, don't have a defense. Failure of this coaching staff to identify a good defensive coordinator. Failure of this GM to go out and get a, a safety that you know we needed or failure to go get another pass rusher or whatever. The bottom line is they're going to find the five or six things that are holes in the team, which every team has, but we're going to pretend that that's not a thing. And we're going to say the team is not perfect. Therefore, Aaron Rodgers can't be expected to do anything. Therefore, it's not his fault. And they're going to completely disregard the first round pick thing because that's just the thing today. But you're missing the point entirely. I don't think you are, but you you understand that this, this point misses the point entirely. Because it's not actually about the first-round wide receiver. It's about finding some kind of an excuse to be mad at the team for not giving me what I want and making sure that Rodgers is not the reason why I didn't get what I want. What I want is a Super Bowl. I'm mad we didn't get it, and it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. That's it. All the rest of the stuff is just filler, and you're just chasing your tail trying to give everybody what they want all the time. Don't worry about what people say. They don't mean what they say. Hey, Pat Daddy. Squidly Diddly. There it is. Squidly Diddly. Yeah, the reason I'm calling is uh, just listen to your Bob McGinn rant. And uh, damned if Bob wasn't from Escanaba. Oh, yeah? Anyways, I, I had people? some questions that I wanted to ask anyway. You kind of blew over the old uh, backup quarterback for love. So I was wondering, who do you think? would be the best fit out of the available free agents. I mean, I'm sure you could really love to have Mitchell Trubisky to back him up, but mm-hmm. whatever. And then, do you think if the backup actually did well enough in the preseason or whatever, do you think LaFleur would start him to save his job? Well, these are a lot of things you got to think about, but I don't know. I'm really curious to see what you think. I mean, that Rogers character, I don't know. He's a character. So uh, I love the show. And uh, maybe I'll call again sometime. All right. Goodbye. Thanks, Squiddly Oh, boy. Um, well, look, if you if you get a guy, let's say, like Jimmy Garoppolo, that's a big-time move that 
um, kind of sounds like we want Jordan Love to kind of be the guy, but maybe it doesn't work, and maybe Jimmy could kind of come in and do what he did in San Francisco and make us kind of competitive once we realize that this sink is officially shipping, uh, sinking. I don't think you would invest in a Jimmy Garoppolo just to be what we usually have is just some random dude just kind of hanging out. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, you could get an Andy Dalton. I don't think would be terrible. It'd be a cheap backup, uh, familiar. He was just with the Bears recently, played in Cincinnati, so he's a cold-weather guy. Um, veteran backup kind of just to support our guy. I, I think that would probably make the most sense. I'm not going to go through the whole list. I think Andy Dalton... To me, makes the most sense. I don't know what his plans are, retirement, or if he already has a commitment to a team. I don't exactly know, but my understanding is he's a free agent. So I go with a guy like Andy Dalton. Something happens, he can step in. Not great, but if he was great, he wouldn't be a backup. And uh, hey, Ryan, it's uh, uh, just one Seth, question for up? you. Um, can you tell me why defensive holding is five yards and offensive holding is ten yards? Can never make sense. Of that that's all. Love to hear what your thoughts are. Man, why you got to make me think? The only thing I could think is, if you think about what we're doing, we're, you know, when you look at intentional grounding, I think offensive holding is kind of seen like intentional grounding in which we're preventing a sack. And so we're penalizing you for preventing a sack. Now, on the other hand, you could say, well, defensive holding could have prevented like a 15-yard play or something. However, if the ball's going in that direction, we're talking pass interference, and that's a completely different thing. So a lot of times, it's a guy being held that really doesn't have anything to do with the play. It's a stupid explanation, but it's the best I can come up with off the top of my head. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Steve, Steve, what's up? How are you doing? Good, you? Well, I'm doing all right. All right. Um, yeah, I know there's a lot of things going on in the Super Bowl. The controversial call was that holding... And, you know, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and stuff. But I, I kind of need your advice. Okay. Um, well, not not so much your advice, but guidance. Yeah. No, I get so, it. Um, well, anyway, there is this big fire that got started. And they can't prove I did it or nothing. Right. But that fire kind of got to a chemical plant and it exploded by my house. Okay. Well, anyway, they said we had to get out. They said you had to evacuate. And I said... What? You can't tell me what to do. And so we all stayed there. Um, but now I look out that window and, um, there's a purple dinosaur on the road. It doesn't look like Barney, mm. but it's a big purple dinosaur. And I guess, you know, the guidance I need from you is do I help that dinosaur? Cause it looks like it needs some help. So should I go out and help that dinosaur? All right. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. You're saying that at a weird time with all the explosions and leaks everywhere. I just I just went on Twitter five seconds ago, and there's another explosion this time in Bedford, Ohio. Um, so there's and it's in the, that's in the same area, right? Where was the other one? Was that in Ohio or Pennsylvania? I don't know. It's all the same thing. Um, but I haven't heard any reports about the purple dinosaur. So what I would say is. Um, respectfully, I think you're hallucinating. I think that, um, the chemicals, whatever they may be, this is a metals plant. I don't know what happens with, with, uh, metal getting into the air. And obviously the truck leak down in Arizona was chemicals and the one out in Palestine is all chemicals and stuff. So if you see a purple dinosaur, 
Um, I would follow it to the hospital, okay, and go talk to somebody about the purple dinosaur and that you think it needs some help, and then do exactly as the nice lady and the nice gentleman tells you to do. Do not resist, okay? They may want to strap you down. That's completely normal. It's a, it's just how they go about finding purple dinosaurs, okay? And they're going to just give you some medicine and some fluids, you know, it's just, it's just some, uh, some water and stuff. You'll be all right. So, uh, yeah, just, just lead the dinosaur. If he'll follow you or you follow him, whatever, however that all works out right to the hospital. Okay. And try to do it quickly. And I think you'll be just fine. Okay. Scuba Steve, but hang in there because we need you, bud. Hey, Ryan. Scuba Steve again. Hey, Scuba um, Steve. Just wanted to give you an update on that okay. dinosaur. Sure. Um, yeah, I feel kind of silly. It wasn't a dinosaur. It was a big utility truck that was purple. Okay. You know, it's got that bucket in it that someone can stand in and it lifts you way up. Well, yeah. so, yeah, I guess I don't need advice on that dinosaur thing anymore. But it's been kind of cool because they leave the keys in it. And me and the kids have been putting ourselves up by the power lines and stuff. <laughs> um, so it's been fun. All right. Bye, Ryan. Well, I love the way this podcast started and ended. Um, I would still, Scuba Steve, see about that doctor visit. Okay, maybe just call the doctor, let him know that you saw a truck and thought it was a dinosaur. Um, I'm not going to tell you to call Child Protective Services, but I will say if you see a another purple dinosaur, a.k.a. truck, and this purple dinosaur has CPS written on the side of it, Get your kids out of the dinosaur's mouth and away from the power lines, okay? Or or else the dinosaur will take your children away and you'll never see him again. All right, that's it. We're all caught up on calls. So um, I know we're somewhat devoid of news, but please get your calls in. Uh, I don't know if Rogers is planning on being McAfee tomorrow. I assumed he wasn't, but every time I assume he's not, he is. And every time I assume he is, he's not. 608 Get those calls in so we can do another show tomorrow. Otherwise, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Bye.